You are listening to Backstage Pass Podcast, hosted by Hannah Crigwell and brought to you by Tom. Welcome back to the final NAM 2021 special edition of Backstage Pass Podcast. Believe in Music Week has been our virtual experience of NAM this year, and it's been pretty cool. So we've been treated to some really high quality videos, as well as some more lo-fi stuff, but we've had product demonstrations, announcements, live streams, Q&As. My highlights from this last portion of NAM have been Frank Turner's acoustic stripped back performance in collaboration with Kaiser Capos. Really cool. Nice to just see something lo-fi and chilled out as well. I felt like I was in a little intimate gig and that was cool because I haven't been to a gig for a while. The product announcement that was an exclusive on Guitar World called Guitar slip no more. This is a moulded design that fits to most electric guitars to stop it from slipping when seated. So simple, but so genius. I also saw, and I hope I pronounced this right, a Severitinum crystal instruments demonstration, and it's like nothing I'd ever seen before. Very cool, weird and wonderful. One of my favourite like panels, conversations that I saw was Ed Sheeran's production team, who gave a unique insight into life in the production team, on tour, on the Divide tour with Ed Sheeran. So it was Chris Marsh, who's the production manager and front of house engineer, and Charlie Albin, who's the audio systems engineer. And they had a really cool chat. They were talking about Ed Sheeran's strategy in terms of scaling each tour, making it bigger, making it better. And then they got interrupted by Charlie's cat wanting to join in the conversation. And I just thought that was brilliant. Joining me on today's episode is music producer Warren Hewatt, who was actually the very first guest that we ever had on Backstage Pass podcast. Hello, Warren Hewitt. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, Miss Hannah Trigwell. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Are you enjoying now? I am. Or what, do we, what is it called? Believe in music now? Believe, Believe in, in music mu- for a week. For this week, believe in music. <laughs> for this weekend. Normally, Nam for me is like you go there and there is, I don't know, how many, half a million people milling around over a weekend or something, or five days. It's insane. And um, it's all sort of like go, I go from one booth to another. I've got a meeting. I'm meeting somebody. I'm seeing a new product. I'm meeting up with, you know, lovely people like yourself that you don't get to see the rest of the year, you know. Um and so it's definitely very different to because that's let's be really blunt. That's sort of the main thing about Nam. It's the actual yeah. interaction and the ability that you may have heard or read a review of a product online, but now you can actually go and pick up the guitar or pick up the microphone and talk to the designer and find out maybe a little bit more detail. So I, I mean, I do. I've enjoyed that it's stepped up a little bit more. So there's a little bit more people talking. There's a bit more emphasis on some new products. Um, you know, I, I enjoy all of that, but I'd be completely you know lying if I didn't say that the the basic part of Nam, and the reason why we all go there is 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 sorely missed. Have you seen any products that have caught your eye? Obviously, some good friends of ours, Audient, um, have their like entry level range um, Evo. I've been asking Andy to do this for a couple of years, and I know it's been in the works. And they finally released it, so they they've done the Evo start recording package. So it's a little, you know, two two in two out idiot-proof interface, pair of headphones and a microphone for a couple of hundred dollars. And so I always get excited by those kind of things because I feel like our duty, as it were, 
in being you know online is to encourage people to make music and if mm. manufacturers are also making great products that are affordable because you, you know i've got a nice accent i grew up in a lovely part of the world but my parents were dirt poor you know what i mean my, my dad was a painter so you know it's feast or famine i always make a joke my, having a father who's like an artist is like having a father who's a bass player <laughs> oh no <laughs> so it was great you know I mean I had a lovely yeah. childhood don't get me wrong but you know I didn't get I was I was forced not forced that's a horrible word but you know I would just had to figure out how to do it you know we didn't mm. we didn't have I, the area I grew up was really nice so some of my friends had like Les Pauls for their first guitar whoa okay for real Wow. So for the first guitar. First guitar, yeah. 15 years old, little Johnny gets a Les Paul for his first guitar. You know, me, it was like uh, my my dad, um, and luckily I was a huge Queen fan, but my, my dad built my first guitar for me, and that was my first guitar. I yeah. always champion people that whose vision is to, you know, bring people together, help community, you know, so the products that I'm most excited about are things like that. You know, e the Evo Start Recording Bundle. I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. And they did go out of their way. Um, the headphones are pretty good, considering cheap headphones are cheap headphones. The microphone's pretty good. Um, and we we just, like, did a demo and recorded a song in, like, 20 minutes. It's not a great song. I made it up on the spot. It's not a, it's not a Hannah Trigwell. It's a Warren Hewitt made-up song. Um so that that's probably the most sort of interesting, exciting thing for me because um, it makes yeah. me feel warm and fuzzy. Like, yeah, companies are doing things that help people, you know. 15 years ago even, and it might sound like a long time to some people, especially if you're 15, but 15 <laughs> years ago, you just you couldn't really get stuff that was affordable and decent quality. It just no. what, it wasn't, I mean, even if you could get something affordable, that was like, Amazing. The village I grew up on, there was two music stores. There was Kingfisher Music in Fleet, which unfortunately is gone now. But, of course, there was Anderton's. And um, those two stores you would go to, and um, there was Strats and Telecasters and Les Pauls and all this stuff on the wall. But that was not in my budget. Um, but they did have things like Yamaha. And Yam the Yamaha guitars were made in Japan and half the price. Yeah. And you'd plug them in. This is before Ibanez. This is, you know, Ibanez is like a mid-late 80s kind of, you know, Steve I and, and great guitars, don't get me wrong. But when I was a little kid, you know, you'd go in and those were the only affordable guitars. And so it sort of sticks with me. And, you know, I still like Yamaha as a company and, and I, um, we use a lot, I'm looking around, a lot of their stuff because I feel like if I'm playing a guitar in a video that costs $599, like £450, and it sounds amazing. It's sending out a much more positive message rather than going, well, you know, I've got this really big YouTube channel and this guy sent me this $5,000 boutique guitar and, you know, and I'm going to do a video <laughs> where I'm going to be holding it and, like, my dream guitar and, like, do a thumbnail <laughs> like this. You know, it's super sort of elitist. It's just not me. Any company that's, you know, going to make great affordable stuff and, help people that are stuck at home with reduced incomes and stuff like that. I'm all about it. I've seen a couple of guitars. There's like a um, D'Angelico, like I think it's called a Deluxe Brighton and that looks really nice. It's a curvy thing. It's it's small but sexy. I just love that. Um, so yeah, I was excited Angelico when I saw great. that. There was a company presentation called Bamboo and they made really pretty 
like ukuleles and clothing and accessories. And then I saw another video about uh, different coloured cajons. And I think I get kind of sucked in by the aesthetic and like ethos of a company. Oh, no, that's beautiful. More than like any kind of like spec or hardware. I'm the same way take on it yeah it's like you know we were talking about earlier like going to tgu last year i mean just the experience of flying to germany going to bavaria and just interacting with people and you start to fall in love with products like i say the ethos the what's what's behind it what is the real motivation for something and Mm. when you start seeing so much more around it rather than just this thing they're presenting you with it makes you believe more it's been great having you on this podcast again. Thanks so much. You're always a fabulous guest, of course. You are ridiculously wonderful, so. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode. Be sure to hit subscribe and leave a comment to let us know what you think. And I will see you next time on Backstage Pass.